KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, April 7th. A history of high-profile sex-related scandals among Democrats. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A White House report blames the rushed exit out of Afghanistan on the Trump administration. The report also acknowledges that President Biden waited too long to begin evacuations. Navy veteran and co-founder of Afghan Evac Sean Van Diver says he welcomes the report, but that Congress could act now to alleviate some of the consequences of the rushed withdrawal. We need to see Congress take action by passing the Afghan Adjustment Act today. The bipartisan bill would grant a pathway to permanent residency to the more than 100,000 Afghans resettled in the U.S. The U.S. Border Patrol is warning migrants of recent armed robberies and assaults in the Otai Mountain Wilderness area. Three were reported at the end of last month. One group told agents the robbers had guns and ordered them to pay to be allowed to continue their journey. The migrants said that when they couldn't come up with the money, the thieves stole their cell phones. Agents reported the cases to the Mexican government. An independent investigation will soon get underway into sexual assault and harassment allegations made by a former MTS employee against former MTS board president Nathan Fletcher. MTS has said that they didn't know about the allegations until last week, but a letter from the former MTS employee's lawyer demanding her employment records would seem to suggest otherwise. It's dated February 17th. When asked if someone at MTS was keeping the letter secret from the MTS board, Acting Board Chair Stephen Whitburn said this. We have, as a board, uh, decided that we are going to hire an independent counsel uh, specifically to help us understand some of the questions uh, that are being asked. Whitburn says the investigation will be expeditious and thorough and that the results will be made public. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher is the latest in the line of local Democrats to fall from grace amid sexual misconduct claims. In fact, investigative reporter Amitha Sharma says Democratic sex scandals have been a feature of San Diego politics for decades. Nathan Fletcher's abrupt resignation from the San Diego County Board of Supervisors last week puts him in a notorious pantheon of local Democratic politicians, once promising political careers scuttled by sexual misconduct allegations or matters related to sex. There tends to be a view that San Diego is this like little Iowa on the Pacific Ocean. Carl Luna is a Mesa College political science professor. It's just a nice little quiet place we have a ridiculously large number of scandals, 
And that's a sign that people are not holding people accountable. The list spans decades. In 2005, Michael Zuckett and Ralph Insunza, two rising Democrats on the San Diego City Council, were convicted of taking illegal campaign cash from a strip club owner. Zuckett's conviction was overturned. Insunza went to prison maintaining his innocence. I believe I have done nothing wrong. I believe that what I did was all within the law. Ten years ago, Democrat Bob Vilner's tenure as San Diego mayor ended after just nine months when 13 women accused him of making unwanted sexual advances. I am embarrassed to admit that I have failed to fully respect the women who work for me and with me, and that at times I have intimidated them. In 2016, Supervisor Dave Roberts, the lone Democrat on the board, lost his re-election bid following a slew of allegations that included an inappropriate relationship with an office aide. Last year, a man accused Will Rodriguez Kennedy, the then head of the San Diego County Democratic Party, of sexual assault. Then, last week, a former MTS spokesperson filed a lawsuit alleging that Fletcher sexually harassed and assaulted her. A day later, he announced his resignation. These scandals have not only been personally ruinous, but they've short-circuited eras when Democrats seemed poised to dominate local politics. Consider that Filner had been the first Democratic mayor to be elected in San Diego in 20 years. Following his resignation, Republican Kevin Faulkner won a special mayoral election and was in office until 2020. Fletcher's downfall comes less than three years after Democrats gained a majority on the Board of Supervisors for the first time in decades. But even some adversaries of Democrats say the sex scandals should be looked at individually rather than a fatal flaw of the party. As somebody who has worked against that party for 40 years or so, if I had an opportunity to make some kind of sweeping generalization, I'd be happy to do so. It's not there. It just isn't. Longtime Republican strategist John Kern says the sex scandals are more about the law of averages. There are more Democrats in office than Republicans, and he says it's about the kind of people who are drawn to politics. With my clients, I have two rules. Keep your fly zipped and your hand out of the till. That'll keep you out of all kinds of trouble. Mix in the trappings of elected office, and you've got the potential makings of a sex scandal according to former Los Angeles Times reporter Tony Perry, who covered many San Diego political scandals. Power. These were men who had power. And with power came a sense of entitlement. But Luna says the party isn't blameless. The rumors about Fletcher were out there. The San Diego Democratic Party tends to have a conveyor belt system of how you move up. You, know, you start at city council, you move up to the board of supervisors, assembly, and if you're on that train, the people below you and above you need you to stay there. So there's a tendency to not want to hold people accountable, even though it always comes out in the end. He said the entire Democratic power structure in the county should look inward. San Diego Democrats, they are in such an assured position to win, they can start to be choosier about who they're going to put into office. Amitha Sharma, KPBS News. Affordable housing could be coming to the coast of Del Mar, which would help the city fall in line with state housing requirements. Reporter Jacob Ayers says not everyone is happy with the proposal. It's getting met with some pushback and alternative options. 
A developer is aiming to build a 259-unit apartment complex on an ocean bluff in Del Mar with 85 subsidized apartments, and they've submitted additional plans to the city. Pro-housing advocate Kevin Sabellico says the Seaside Ridge project is a great idea, but acknowledges it will be an uphill battle against the city of Del Mar and some local residents. As there's a developer who wants to put a project right there on the bluff, and the city of Del Mar would like to say no, but they don't have a compliant housing element, so they can't. Delmar City Council member Dave Drucker said the city will first work to get affordable housing at the fairgrounds, and they'll need a memorandum of understanding to build those by April 2024. He says if they're unable to do that, the city of Delmar will have to rezone the North Bluff area in some areas of Delmar's South Bluff to allow for 20 housing units per acre. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Coming up, our KPBS arts producer will fill you in on some weekend arts events she says are worth checking out. We'll have that and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. The Aztecs' historic March Madness run may be over. But reporter Melissa May tells us this is just the beginning of the benefits of making it to college basketball's national championship. The Aztecs may not have won this year's national championship, but their appearance is going to boost not only their basketball program, but the entire university will benefit. Assistant coach David Velasquez says this run has affected the perception of SDSU and earned the respect this program deserves. University is affected by Final Four runs, there's no questions about it. The applications for admissions will just go through the roof. Uh, we've seen it with other teams like VCU, Wichita State, Butler, Loyola Chicago, teams that have gone to a Final Four. It's absolutely affected not just the men's basketball program, but the university as a whole. According to SDSU, there has been an 88% increase in SDSU webpage views and a 59% increase in traffic to their admissions page. And most notably, the school received an equivalent of $200 million in free advertising. Melissa May, KPBS News. There have been changes to how the SDSU men's basketball team will be honored this weekend. Instead of a parade, there will be a celebration at Snapdragon Stadium in Mission Valley tomorrow night. The head coach and players will give speeches. Some concession stands will be open and team and Final Four merchandise will be for sale. Admission and parking are free but you must claim tickets in advance online at goastics.com slash MBB celebration. As we head into the weekend, my colleague Julia Dixon-Evans has details on some weekend arts events happening in the county. She spoke with Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh and started by talking about all that's going on with the Barrio Art Crawl. So it's monthly and it happens this Saturday. It runs noon to eight o'clock. And 
In particular, this month uh, in Logan Heights, you can catch a special presentation from the Fern Street Circus. They're going to kick off their spring neighborhood tour. They'll be doing that at Memorial Park at 2 p.m. And they have a bilingual ringmaster, Mimo Mendez. And then also in Barrio Logan, along Logan Avenue, there's something like 30 galleries and a ton of shops, a bunch of food options as well. One thing I'm looking forward to, just because it's going to be really cute, is at Luna Bloom Shop. They're having a little artist's kids' art exhibition. Um, and then also at Bread and Salt, there is some new stuff, and some of the older exhibitions are still on view. So if you haven't had a chance to check those out, now's the time. Uh, it's good to know that you like those really cute things. <laughs> <laughs> You're not always a highbrow uh, art classicals. You like little kids' art, too. Thank you, Julia, (laughs) for that. Okay, so next up is an art block party at the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego in La Jolla on Sunday. Yeah, this is uh, one of their Prebis play days at the museum. They have free art-making activities. This time they're inspired by these playground paintings by Amy Adler. One of those is actually on view at the museum, but basically it's going to be a chance for kids and families to map out and draw their favorite playgrounds. There's a group music lesson. There's a story time. But the museum is free all day for anyone, regardless of your age. Let's close out with some music. You have a local show on your radar at the Casbah on Saturday night. Who's performing? This is a band called Jupiter Flight. They're three brothers, Jorge, Ricardo, and Daniel Quevedo. Uh, The drummer is the vocalist, which is always super fun to watch live. Um, I get kind of a Black Rebel Motorcycle Club vibe, but also a little bit of Billy Idol from this band. This is one of the tracks from a recent EP they put out. And also, Nightlapse is performing. They'll open. They're a Chula Vista Tijuana band, so two great bands right there. That was arts producer Julia Dixon-Evans speaking with Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. You can find details on all these events and more at kpbs.org arts. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS senior producer Brooke Ruth and producer Emmalyn Mohebi. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.